Well, hello. Welcome to episode 65 of Pegasus Radio. In today's episode, we look at the question, should I have a coach? Okay, let's dive in. Hello, welcome to Pegasus Radio. This will also be going on to our YouTube channel. Today, I'm joined by Matthew Easton. Matthew helps high-achieving construction professionals maximize their personal productivity and effectiveness through one-to-one coaching. So Matthew is a coach. I came by Matthew. In all honesty, I put out a bit of a, I guess you could call it maybe a a cry for help or or just a period of frustration on, on a LinkedIn post via another connection. Matthew connected to me. Matthew had a good chat with me and we started doing some coaching together that I found massively beneficial. Matthew's market is predominantly targeted at the construction consultancy market which is where I also specialize. So we just thought this would be a really useful episode together. And the main subject is going to be, should I have a coach? Mm-hmm. Okay, welcome, Matthew. Yeah, thanks, Paul. It's uh, it's nice to join you uh, join you on the podcast. Oh, I'm really, really pleased to uh, have you on board. And I'll say I've, I've certainly gained some real value from, um, from your coaching sessions with me. Uh, and I think, you know, one of the first distinctions is to make about the difference between coaching and training. I think a lot of people assume when they see the word coach, they they assume it means a trainer. And actually, you know, certainly from my perspective, at least, what you've helped me do is kind of find my own answers by by being very, almost acting like a bit of a mirror to me. I don't know if that's the right phrase in terms of yeah. just encouraging me to kind of work through, you know, what, what I need to achieve to get onto the next stage of, of my business growth, for example, and maybe any challenges that I've had in that period as well. Yeah. Yeah, oh, my goodness, I've done too much talking to begin with. Matthew, do you want to just kind of give, I guess, maybe if you can give the audience a potted history about you, how you've got to where you are and what, you know, what you've yeah. done career-wise to get here uh, and a bit more about your business to start with? Yeah, no, thanks, Paul. Um, it's, it's, it's nice to talk to you today. And the, the key things for me, I think my, my history, I've, I've been working within uh, different industries over about the last 20, 20 plus years, mm-hmm. but always working within sort of people development and organizational development. So predominantly within HR and I've worked with uh, within the construction industry, obviously spent most of my career in the construction industry, both in the UK and in Dubai as well. Okay. And um, in the latter part of my, my time in Dubai, I was working with with the Emirates group, so some aviation experience as well. And a lot of the work that I've done has always been around helping people get the best out of themselves in terms of their own performance, helping build leadership capabilities within organizations, making sure that we, we look after people in the right way and help them to, to get the most out of themselves. So right. Right up until I came back to the UK about three or four months ago, I was I was working in HR director level roles. Mm-hmm. So I've been able to see firsthand how developing leadership capabilities and helping people maximize their own performance and productivity really helps an organization deliver its well, deliver its profits, really. Let's let's not mess about. That's that's sure. what performance is all about, isn't yeah. it? Is is delivering profits yes. and making sure that organizations are successful. Um, the, the, the coaching element is something that I got into. Um, it's, it's, it's an approach that I've been practicing as a, as a manager mm-hmm. um, for as long as I can remember. And it it's, touches on what you said, really. It's more about asking people the right questions and listening to what they have to say to get them to come up with their own plans in terms of what they are going to do. Um, I've worked and studied 
and, and got accreditations in coaching in the last couple of years just to, to formalize that. Of course. But it comes very much from a, a position of believing that everybody has the solutions to their own problems within themselves. They just need sometimes a mechanism to help get those things out on the table, okay. have yeah. a look at them and put them back in maybe a more organized fashion so that they can go away with some concrete action plans some concrete deadlines to deliver what it is that they need to deliver. And I think my, my role as a coach is to facilitate that, but also, you know, hold people accountable. So just check in, see how things are going and, and make sure people are, are not holding themselves back. Great. Okay. Awesome. And I, I guess there's a lot of individuals who maybe either are not willing to ask for help um, or yeah. feel it's a weakness perhaps to ask for help or, or just are not convinced about the merit of, of having it. Yeah, it can be challenging. I think, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, th I think that the challenge for a lot of people is when, once they start to move into leadership roles, there's perhaps an expectation that they know all of this stuff mm. and they're experts at it. So it can be difficult to ask for help internally within the organization. Yeah. On top of that, though, a lot of organizations that I've worked with don't spend a great deal of time developing those skills with people. Mm -hmm. um, there's, a, there's a heavy emphasis on technical knowledge, on professional skills. And people that are, are good and strong in those areas tend to get promoted into roles where they need the leadership skills that, that they haven't had the opportunity to develop or to practice over time. So it can become a bit of a, of a difficult position for people that, yeah, they're technically excellent. They've perhaps never had difficult conversations or had to manage people problems at work before. So they don't know how to do it. But obviously then to, to put your hand up and say, hey, I don't know what I'm doing, isn't always a great place for anybody to be as well. Yeah, I can't remember. There's a, there's a law, isn't there? I can't remember what it's called about, about being promoted to your your level of, uh, your level of what's the word? Le level of inability or something. I can't remember, I can't yeah, remember what the I law think, is. Yeah, about. I think it's um, promoted to your to your, your own level of incompetence. Competence, that's yeah. the one, yes. Yeah. So, and it, it's it's true, you know, what, if, if you've been working in an organisation and you've got a good reputation, yeah. It's, it's very difficult to, to put a hand up and say, you know what, I, I don't actually know what I'm doing. Um, yes. But I, I think the, the, the lesson there is that as, as, as we move forward, the, this kind of authentic leadership is mm. going to be, is becoming more and more important. And I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. seeing more and more conversations really or webinars about the fact that, you know, is, is the sort of traditional leadership model dead already? Can one person run an organization by themselves without anybody else? his help um, or admitting that they don't have all the answers yeah and i i personally believe that that's that's going to be sort of speeded up by the whole situation we're in right now with with the the lockdown and, and everything else that's going on yeah no definitely i tend to I, my, my personal experience i tend to find that usually the individuals at the top of the organization the very top uh, maybe the ceo is usually quite a charismatic character usually got good yeah. vision about where their business is going i often find it's the level or two levels below them where they struggle and, you know, I, yeah. I, mean, I think some organizations promote on time served. So you almost kind of naturally go up the career ladder, depending yeah. on how, you know, how long you've been with an organization. And that for me is where you, you get individuals who are not capable of being managers, but are thrust into a management role um, and, and where you then get a lot of dissatisfaction from the people below them because they're not managing properly. Um, and like you say, maybe because it's never had the, the, the coaching, the leadership, you know, obviously as, a, as an industry, very, very um, committed to CPD from a, like you say, again, a technical standpoint, 
but are yeah. they teaching people how to be leaders and managers properly? Yeah, and I think the other the other thing is within particularly within the construction industry, everything is is time driven and project driven. So the focus is always on deliver the project, and not necessarily looking at some of the issues that are coming out of people being under pressure, mm. the stress that's involved. There's a lot of confrontation as well. Mm. So these are these are different skills that you need um, to work effectively, as well as the technical knowledge um, required to to deliver a project yeah yeah okay and, and these are the things that can can be the most time consuming as well um again i think that the time where people are expected to be different people at home and different people at work they're they're starting to blend into one especially now when most people are working from home and having to juggle home and work life in the same building all day every day because they they can't get outside yeah yeah, absolutely. Everyone's getting getting an understanding of people's lives out of by just being able to see what see what different rooms they're in and get a handle yeah. for their, their own their homes and yeah. etc. So, what would you say to uh, I guess somebody who's potentially interested in coaching, maybe a director or within a consultancy organisation, about what your process would be and I guess maybe when you can help and maybe when you can't help. Or what's the how, how would you? Yeah, is is it a case that coaching always works? I guess is what I'm trying to say. Or do you think there are certain people who are going to respond better to it and do it better, you know, get more yeah. out of it than others. Yeah. I'm, I'm a firm believer that everybody should, should have a coach. Um, yeah. it, it, obviously I'm going to say that, but I think it, it comes from a position again, when you're thinking about personal performance, top, top athletes, as an example, every single one of them has, has a coach. They will probably have more than more than one coach, whether that be for fitness or nutrition mm. or technical ability. Mm -hmm. And it's the same in the business world as well. So, I think you made a good point earlier about what what I do within within my process is I will hold a mirror up to, to you and I will tell you, you know, this is what you're saying. This is this is what your body language is telling me right now. I'm yeah, not, yeah. you know, I'm either seeing that, that those two things are, uh, are matched or, or they're not matched. Yes. Um, and, and really start to encourage people to think about what it is they want to achieve. T typically, people don't want a coach, though. Um, like any service, what they want is the end result. So yes. I, I hope, you know, you'll be able to, to um, explain that how things have worked for you as well, because I think the end result usually is better performance. It might be higher turnover. It might be getting ready for the next promotion. Mm. So it's, it's the result, I think, that people don't always understand that comes with the coaching process. Um, so the process is an end to a, me a means to an end, I guess. So what, what we would do, and, and similar to what I did with you, we, we spent about half an hour mm. just talking about what coaching was. Um, it's an opportunity just to think. Um, it's an opportunity to take some time out, mm. an opportunity to focus on what's important to you and just unpack what's, what's on your mind at any, any given time. Have a look at it. Um, put it into a bit more of an organized structure put it back in your head and, and have some, some concrete goals and aims and timelines to work towards. Um, typically what I find is um, some people have talked to me and use this about coaching. Just, just because you know what it is that you want to do, it's no guarantee that you're going to do it. So yeah, yeah. there's an element of that accountability there. And um, when I've, when I've had coaching myself, I find it really useful. I, I tend to come away having gone into a meeting feeling quite stuck about a particular topic, mm -hmm. I come away with a definite action plan, some steps to take. It's, yes. it's written down 
and within 24 to 48 hours, I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the move again and I'm, I'm actually working towards it and I'm, and I'm taking action. And I think that's the, the big thing for me is that it's coaching for, for performance, if you like, is about getting people to move from being stuck on a particular situation or a topic or a skill and moving towards action and actually delivering against it so that people are starting to, to grow their own careers and grow their own personalities as well. Yeah, and in, invariably, a lot of us don't stop, do we? So, so I think certainly the period I've used for this is uh, is kind of working on the business rather than in the business. Um, yep. And that's that's been yep. very useful because whenever I've been in a normal flow of work, constantly rushing, and I think as me and you discussed, you know, I'm, I'm keen to continue to grow the business, but I've been too busy to almost kind of stop and kind of lift my head up and look at the direction of the business, look how we're going to grow the business. Uh, and, you know, yep. I found that our coach session is incredibly useful there to actually yeah make me think properly and, and just you know and, and some of it is just repetition repetition um from you in terms of from my perspective asking me questions in different ways to get me to actually find a solution uh, and, yeah. I, and i think it would be very useful for a lot of business owners certainly within the consultancy space where they probably are just head down and, and they're not really thinking what do we need to do here about growing our business about succession planning etc and they're not really focused on that because they're too busy concentrating on fear and in work day in day out and that for me i guess yeah. is what the coaching is is to take a step away from the business and just start to think about right let's look at direction of travel going forward either individually for the for the individual person or for the business as a whole that's right i think it's it's easy when when people become successful and whether they're they're running their own business or they're in a senior role in somebody else's business it's very very easy to get sucked into being busy and demands that are placed on people's time. You know, yeah. there's, there's typically always a, a line of people waiting at your desk or at your office door to just get five minutes with you. Yeah, yeah. And the next thing you know, it's the end of the day and you've not done any of the work that, that is going to take the business forward. So I, I find with a lot of the people that I work with, just having that hour um, for themselves, yes. just to... Just as I said before, just to get everything out there on the table and say, oh, these are all the things that are on my mind. Mm. Um, I feel like I'm working on a lot of things that are not that that important mm. um, and are not going to take the business forward. So we can then just start to look at them and say, well, right, well, what are the things you need to stop doing? What are the things you need to start doing? Mm -hmm. and, and and as I said before, the, 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 the way that I operate comes from that belief that people know exactly what they need to do. Yes there's just never any guarantee that they're going to do it if they've not got the, the systems and the processes in place for their own personal productivity mm. to help them then deliver the results that they need to, to achieve. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And then let's touch on that, that whole piece around succession planning again, because I think me and you discussed before we started um, yeah. that for me, it's one of the biggest hurdles with consultancies continuing to grow. You often get some, some really impressive charismatic leaders and figureheads of a business um, who almost kind of continue to take that leadership role uh, and perhaps do not support their more junior directors or associates coming up through the ranks to, to, yeah. ever, to ever reach that level. So, you know, from a, from a more, I guess, kind of wider HR perspective and then linking that back into coaching. Do you want to yeah. talk to me about your experience of that, Matthew, you know, your, your views on what businesses need to do to, to get better succession planning? Yeah, I think it's I think it's um, it's a big challenge for organisations, particularly where you know in in the fee earning space, everything is about delivering the projects on time and and to to the standards that are required. So it can be difficult to to develop people on the job, if you like. And and mm. I'm a, I'm a firm believer of of developing people on the job. 
I mean, just a simple example that I can give you is, you know, it, it can be quite quite cut and dried or quite higher and fire um, in the construction industry. So I, I remember working with a, a particular a particular instance where there was a, a, a more junior employee who, who wasn't doing particularly well in, in right. client meetings. Okay. And the, the discussion was around, well, do we keep this guy? What do we do with him? And, and I just asked, you know, has anybody shown him how to do it? You know, have you taken him to a meeting with you mm. and you run the meeting and then he can learn from that? And, mm -hmm. and the genuine answer was, well, no, we've not got time to do that. But it was about, well, if you, if you show him what to do and he can learn from you on mm. the job in the meeting, maybe he mm. just comes and takes the notes. Mm. Next time he's going to have a better feel for how it should be done or what needs to be done. So it, 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 these can be quite simple things of how you can develop people. Um, but I think, again, one of the risks that we have is if, if just one person is doing all of the, of the, of the work, if you like, mm. nobody else is getting exposure to to that kind of experience so when it does come time to look for successes we 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 don't always find that there are people ready to step into the shoes to take the business forward mm. yeah no undoubtedly and, and you know i think how much do you see matthew from your experience about there's also there's always this perceived element of a certain leader or director being uncomfortable with pushing somebody else up through the ranks because they feel it may affect their or they may take over them um, in the in the future. Yeah. Is, that, is that an issue? Do you think that crops up regularly? Yeah, I, I think I think so. And and I but I, and I think that's a natural feeling. I think everybody mm. um, can sort of sometimes feel a little bit threatened if they're developing people beneath them. Mm. I think that the key to that is making sure that you're developing as well, yes. and you're looking yeah. for the, the opportunities. So it may not be that there's a, an upward move, but there might be an opportunity to take on a broader responsibility as well. Mm. And, and I think that's typical in, in a lot of organizations where people get to a certain level and they don't want to, to lose it. So mm. often their, their behaviors and their actions come more from a place of scarcity and from fear mm. than of actually, you know, if I develop five people below me, mm. I can then move and do some other things that are maybe not getting the time to do right now. So I think it's about mindset. It depends. Are you, are you coming from a place of scarcity or, or are you coming from a place of abundance? If, yeah. if you think there are opportunities for everybody, you'll probably find them. Um, if you think that everybody's out to get you, that will probably become true yeah. over time as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so some of your work sometimes, Matthew, supporting a whole kind of team, I, you, you'll engage with the, the, the senior uh, and they may have yeah. a management team below them and that's kind of supporting both parties to, I guess, work better together and see the see the values of both. I guess. Yeah, that's right. I think it's 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 always nice to work with the with the the main person in the organisation mm. or the, the the main leader, if you like, because mm. that person, the way that they behave, the things that they say and the things that they do, and and even the things that they don't say and they don't do, that that sets the tone for everybody else in the team or, or oh. within the business. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Everybody is going to copy the the person that's in charge because yeah. they want ultimately to get to that place. So yes. if, if I can get people in senior roles behaving in, in the way that I think is right for them, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that in itself just has a, has a trickle down effect because people start to copy it. Yeah, um, yeah. Great, great. I mean, just simple examples, you know, I've worked in places before where it's all been shirt and tie. Mm. As soon as you get the most senior person in, they take the tie off everybody takes the tie off, you know, yeah, it, okay, yeah. everybody follows the lead of the person that's in charge. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a useful thing for people to remember as well is that, yeah. you know, 
you're always being watched. Even if yes. people aren't talking to you about what they're seeing, they're making a note of it and they're, they're, they're modeling their behavior on, on, the, on the leader in the organization, whether that is good or bad, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And there's that whole dynamic, isn't it, about being a, a leader and a manager? Do you think, yeah. and I'm, not sure, I'm sure you do think this is true, but you, you think leadership or, or, or the qualities of a leader can be developed because obviously there's, you know, different schools of thought say that, you know, you can create a manager, leaders are maybe more difficult to create because it's a, a unique set of skills that maybe some people don't don't necessarily possess in their character. But if you subscribe to that or not. No, I, I think it, I think anything can be can be developed. Yeah. Um, the leadership is a skill and, and leadership is 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 made up of a number of different skills. Mm. So um, whether it be communication, assertiveness, influencing, all of those things can be learned. Mm. And I think going back to what you mentioned before, any anybody can be coached and anybody should have a coach. It's yeah. easier to get results when when people want to be coached mm. um, and when people are prepared to do the work as well. I, I kind of feel like we're we're in a in a time where everybody wants instant results, mm. and a lot of the things that that I work with people on do take they take time to develop. It could take you know up to three months to to develop a new habit or to start yes. to build a new skill, yeah. and it it takes effort. So mm. I, I often talk to people about you know whatever they're working on, if it, if it's a skill they're trying to develop, mm. it, it's just like a muscle. So if yeah, you're yeah, yeah. exercising that muscle every day, yeah. it's going to get stronger. Mm-hmm. If you're exercising it once every six months when you really have to, probably not going to be that 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 solid. So there's a lot to be said for a having the mindset that I want to improve myself, I want yeah. to grow. And B, in order to do that, I'm going to put the work in, um, definitely. Yeah, good. Okay, excellent. And so um, if people are kind of keen to work out whether a coach is right for them, um, one thing I touched on when we first started working together is that I, I got on well with you as a character. And I do find that 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 has to be half the battle, I think. He says, you yeah. know, do you get on with the individual? Can, can you, yeah. will you listen to them? Can you work with them? Do you think that's an important thing in terms of, individuals working out whether whether they're right for the coach and the coach is right for them yeah absolutely um everything every, for, for me everything is about relationships yeah. so whether whether it's co- a coaching relationship a sales relationship a client relationship mm-hmm. it's all going to be based on do do i trust this person mm. um do i think they're coming from from a place that is trying to help me mm-hmm. and you know am i prepared to to, to be open and honest with this person because I, for me, coaching is, is, is exactly that. You start to ask people questions. You start to listen to them. They start to reveal some, some quite deep things about themselves yes. that they might not be, be wanting to, to be discussed in the outside world. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose the other, the other element of coaching is it, it, it's always got to be 100% confidential yes. as well. So there's got to be a, a safe space. Yeah, yeah, there's got to yeah. be trust and there's got to be a, a, a strong a strong relationship. And again, you know, you can't build a strong relationship in, in, in a 10 minute conversation. So I think as, as the relationship develops, that's where the coaching can become more effective as well, because we start to have much more candid conversations. Yeah. Good. Okay. And do you think your clients ideally need to come to you with something they need to work through or can it very much be just a case of, right, I I feel like I need something. I need some kind of coaching some kind of somebody to just talk to you know some accountability partner maybe do, do you think that's is that would you prefer them to come to you with something or are you open to just 
let's just get it on the table and see what see what comes out of it. It's certainly easier if they've got a definite idea of what it is that they want to achieve. Yeah. But again, a lot of the time, people just feel stuck. Um, yeah. A lot a lot of people that I've worked with, I, they just feel a bit stuck. They they know what they should be doing. They know yes. what they want to do, and for some reason, they just they just can't get something over the line or typically they're just there's a fear that's holding them back of you know if I do if I do this I'm going to embarrass myself or I'm going to upset somebody or I'm going to end up worse off than I was before so I'm going to sort of play it safe and and not get involved Mm. and I think that that can be just you know equally as 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 useful to work with as well Mm. it's very it's very fulfilling to see people move from a place where they're stuck and they don't know what they want to do yeah. to coming back in, in a, in three months time saying, you know what, I've done it. I, I didn't think I'd ever do that. Mm. And and I'm well on the road to, to doing other things as well. Yeah, most definitely. I think I can vouch for that. I think probably in a lot of our sessions, um, one of, one of the statements I keep on repeating is I, I, know, I know what I need to do, but, but the point yeah. is I think of having a coach is, is just, yeah, just getting you to verbalize it, talk it through, um, you know, getting yourself an action plan in place so then you can go ahead and, and, and action things. And, and I say that's why I found our sessions incredibly useful, that I've, I've certainly got a much more concise and clear plan about what I want out of out of my business for the next five years and, and the growth that I wanted to have. And probably to some extent, I've always, it's always been in the back of my head there, but it's actually a case of getting it out and really thinking about it. And then, you know, from our sessions, me then kind of committing to getting that on paper and, and having a, a plan in place now I'm a lot more confident about going forward with that. So yeah, you know, I'd certainly say that they've been very helpful sessions. Yeah, no, no, it's good. And that's really, it's really nice to hear. So thank you. Yeah, sure. And I, I think the other, the other side of it is, you know, there's an element of holding people's feet to the fire to commit to things as yes. well. So yeah. you would, you would tell me what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And my role then is just to make sure you do it. it mm-hmm. It's, it's not for me to tell you whether it's right or wrong mm-hmm. or good or bad. It's for me to facilitate that process where you've thought it through. Mm-hmm. You've, you've looked for yourself at the, at the pros and cons. Yeah. 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 And you, you're still going to go ahead. So my role then is to, is to get you to commit to when are you going to do this by what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And, and also how are you going to reward yourself when you've done it as well? Cause I think that's important as well. You've got to, you've got to reward yourself rather than just beat yourself up all the time. Yes, yeah. Sometimes you got to you got to celebrate the little, the little, even the little wins, haven't you, in life, and just to, yeah. just to yeah. be happy that you're going in a positive direction forward. Yeah. So good. it's it's good, and, and, and I say it's something that I've been quite passionate about for for a for a good few years. Mm-hmm. There, there are elements of coaching that people can bring into their day to day work as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that can help to free time up. So one of the one of the top tips that I give to people always, and, and I'm sure people will have come across it. But again, rather than having people come and ask you questions about what they should do, get them to come with the solutions or the ideas already. Mm-hmm. Or if they haven't, just ask them the question, you know, what do you think you should do? Yes. And if you can get, if you can get your team members into the habit of thinking, right, every time I come to Paul, mm-hmm. he's going to ask me what I think I should do. Yeah. Maybe I should just be coming to him with, this is what I'm going to do, Paul. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah. And it, But again... What do you think? <laughs> Just keep asking that question and you'll soon train the people in your teams to be a bit more independent and a bit more thoughtful. And they're going to come to you with a, with a more detailed proposal rather than a load of questions that are going to distract you from the stuff that you're trying to get done as well. But I guess also as a, as a leader or a manager, you also need to get good. That's the right way of saying it. At taking a step back and allowing your people to come with those solutions 
to potentially make mistakes. Because I think I think in a lot of organisations, it's fear of screwing it up and 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 getting in bother with your boss that you don't actually come up with a solution yourself. And that's yeah. why individuals or subordinates constantly come to their manager and say, "I need a solution from you because I dared and screw this up, and I dared and yeah. face your wrath for getting it wrong." So I guess a lot of that is to do with the the manager or leader. Um, yeah. You know, just in their attitude and saying, look, they're not going to get it right every time, um, but I've got to be there and supportive of them to make the odd mistake in the process. Yeah. And I think that's that's a really good point, Paul. And and sometimes it's about, as I said before, if, if you're the boss, you've got to give people permission to make mistakes yeah. or to to try their own things out. And, mm. and, and you've also got to model that behavior as well. So if mm. they do make a mistake or they get something wrong you you've got to be there to help them pick up the pieces and, and put things right because typically there's nothing that's going to be so bad that it's that it's not going to be able to be fixed or turned around mm. and that's that's how people develop yeah, ultimately yeah. They, they're going to learn more from making mistakes than they are from from everything being fine yeah yeah but for me, so I think it's something that companies need to embrace. It's something I still need to work on. You know, so my team, and we're a, we're a small but close knit team, and we have a we have a real laugh together, and you know, yeah. we, you know, yeah. drive it, you know, drink together. But you know, still they'll come to me sometimes and go, you know, I'm I'm just scared of screwing this up because uh, you know they think I'll I'll respond badly to it, and that's something I know I've personally got to keep working on to to improve as a, as a as a as a business owner and manager. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's I think that's a really good point. You know, people remember how they felt more than the more than anything that you've said or done they, they will mm. remember how you made them feel and if mm. you make them feel comfortable mm. they they will deliver for you yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, it goes back again to you know are they are they working from a place of fear mm. where they're looking just to to protect themselves all the time or mm. are they looking to develop and try new things and and be innovative and, and push the business forward yeah no most definitely i think you know speaking as a recruiter um, within this space a lot of people assume the nat- natural reason why somebody comes to a recruiter is because they want more money. That's almost the default assumption. Oh, it's all about money. They're going for more money. When invariably, the, the one thing that I think most people leave a business for is because they feel that they've hit a glass ceiling, that their line manager does not recognize them, is not interested in developing them personally or seeing them personally develop. And that's why they choose to leave a business. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and these are the things that will never, <laughs> never come out in an exit interview. I no, agree. Um, yeah. I think it's, I always find it quite interesting when, when you talk about stuff like that, you know, people will always say, oh, you know, it's a great company to work for, but I wouldn't work with this person, yeah, <laughs> or I wouldn't yeah. work in that team, or yeah, I wouldn't yeah. work in that office. Because it, you know, I think you're right. People, people leave their employers because of their boss. Yeah. And and conversely, people stay with their employers because of their boss. You Agreed. can work the, the best organization in the world, but if your boss is a nightmare, yeah. you're going to leave pretty quickly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, agreed. No, I, 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 I totally echo that. That's my experience over the years, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other thing is that, that you know, good good people are not afraid to leave either. I think we yes. talked, you know, good people are looking for jobs right now at a time when perhaps most people are sort of just hanging in there and hoping things will 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 pass with COVID nineteen and lockdown. Yeah. But if if organisations haven't been treating their good people well, they're probably looking for their next role right now. And and good people will always find work. Undoubtedly, and I've spoken to individuals. You know, two I guess there's two distinct camps, isn't there? In terms of those affected, there are people who have been furloughed, who yeah. have just had very little to zero communication from their employer, and and they feel just out on the limb. They feel like they don't know if they've got a job to come back to. 
But then yeah. equally, you've got individuals who've not been furloughed, who have been worked very hard without any kind of recognition for all the, all the hard graft they're having to put in. So, so absolutely, yeah. companies have got to get it right over this period, because if not, they will see, I think, a mass exodus uh, to the door in the future if, if they don't treat people right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, again, that's, that's, that's the leader's job, isn't it? The mm. leader's job is to, is to make sure that, not just make sure that people are okay, but actually listen to them and, and, and find out what some of the challenges might have been, what's worked yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. During this whole lockdown, but also be be quite open to what hasn't worked well as well. Yes. yes. Um, I've, I've talked to a few people this week about you know there are redundancies happening in their business, but but nobody's really communicating what's happening. Mm. And and I think that's all that people want in in times like this. They want regular communication mm. and and an update of what's happening, even if the update is that nothing's happening. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but these are some of the things that we're working on. But I think once people know that, they're a lot more comfortable as well. Yeah, and making sure that the right person gives them that information as well. You know, there's a lot of, yeah. maybe in, you know, I appreciate depending on the scale of the organization, it's not always as easy. Even within a lot of small consultancy clients, or not clients, sorry, small consultancies I'm aware of, where um, it's not been the boss or the partner or the director who's fed something back, such as a redundancy process. You know, it's come via the HR team. And for me, when this individual's worked bloody hard for you for years, the least you can do is have the decency um, to pick up the phone as, as one of the senior management in the business and have a conversation with the fact that you may have to make them redundant and the reasons why, as opposed to hiding behind a, you know, a, a HR manager or a PA, something like that. You know, I, I appreciate there's, there's, of course, within this as due process and you've got yeah. to make sure that a redundancy process is followed the right way, but still, surely, you can do the decent thing and pick up the phone or do a Zoom call Appreciate you can't meet them yeah. in person so much at the moment, but um, yeah, you know, there's, a, there's a decent way, isn't it, to deal with people and, and, and not hide yeah. behind other people. And I think for me that you know that that's a that's a that's a great point. You know, leaders earn their money in the bad times. You know, it's really yes. easy. It's really easy to be a great boss when yeah, yeah, yeah. things are going well, the money's yeah. coming in, the projects are on time, and, and everybody's happy. Yes, this is the time where where people just have to stand up and 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 be counted and. Yeah. and do the work that they need to do. Yeah. Um, and it's not easy. It's not no. easy. And and, the, and a lot of the time, you know, people haven't had to do this before mm. or they've been given a, you know, a piece of paper or a script that says you need to go take people in a room and say this. Mm. But you don't always get the script that then says, well, what happens when the mother of three stands up and says, well, what am I going to do now? Mm. You know, I'm a single mum. I've got three kids. Where does this leave me? Mm. And those are the skills that I think people need to, to develop and work on as well. They're, they're, they're called soft skills, which sometimes, you know, does them a bit of a disservice because yeah. that those are the skills you need in the hard times more than, more than ever, really. Yeah, look, you know, and again, some of the frustrations I find that people who leave organisations face is that they just don't feel that their boss kind of cares about them or, or, or knows sufficient stuff about them. And for me, often the things that I find the most simplest things is, just giving somebody a you know a pat on the back every so often saying you're doing a bloody good job for me and you know how, yeah. how you know what you do this weekend how you know how are the kids but genuinely being interested in their answer rather than just saying it yeah. as, a, as, as a rhetoric statement so um yeah you know there, there are some very simple ways to keep in my view keep people happy in an organization which which is a rocket science it's just been a decent human with them and, and you know treating them yeah. like a human and not not just a commodity not just a you know, uh, you know, somebody whose timesheet you watch every week. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think as we go forward, those, those human 
skills or mm. those human capabilities are, are mm. going to become more and more important. We're seeing parts of jobs taken away by by robots, for want of yeah, a better word, sure, or by yeah. algorithms. So if you want to succeed as a leader going forward, you really need those human capabilities to 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 stay ahead of stay ahead of the algorithms and the AI robots, if nothing else. But I think people will buy into you more if you're if you're genuine, if you're authentic, if you genuinely care about them, they mm. they will respond to that in, in the right way. Yeah, perfect. Matthew, that's been a really good session. I think we've probably um, talked ourselves to death now. So Matthew, obviously I'll, I'll link all your details um, in, in the podcast and it just goes on the YouTube yeah. channel. Um, and also I'll probably stick it on LinkedIn at some point to, to link there with your details. Right. I presume at the moment you've got capacity if people are interested in in, in taking you up on a coaching. Yeah, I'm, uh, any, anybody that's following me on LinkedIn, I'm, I'm posting sort of some thought provoking questions every day. Yeah, good videos um, every day. Yeah, yeah. At the end of at the end of the week, I do a little sales pitch of what it might be like to work with me, and yeah. and I'm getting good getting good responses to that. So um, things are going well so far. It's, it, I don't. I plan to set up my own business. I've been thinking about it for about two years prior to coming back to the UK. So it's not the ideal time um, to do this. But I just thought if I don't do it now. I'll never do it. So uh, the same, the same many of the greatest businesses are starting a recession, don't they? So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. think at the end of the day, yeah. no. I, th- I think interestingly though, sometimes as well, where it, where it might be great timing for you is that actually, I imagine both individuals and businesses are going through some real challenges at the moment. So yeah, now if ever is a time that they need a need a coach, I think to, to support yeah. them um, more yeah. more than ever. So so again, sometimes when everything is gravy and everything is going really well maybe people don't feel the need to coach as much. So, so hopefully yeah. this will give you a good exposure now yeah. whilst we're in these times. And I, I think as well, you know, it, it doesn't matter how bad things are or, or, or what is going on in the world, that there will always be opportunities for people that, that try and find them, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I think that's, that's the advice I'm giving to a lot of people right now. No matter how bad you think it is, there will be opportunities in there if you look for them to, to do what it is you want to do. Um, so again, don't be afraid to do it. And, uh, take the initiative and go for it. Yeah. Brilliant. Good. Well, look, Matthew, thanks again for your time today. Really, really appreciate it. I think this has been a useful one for me, so I'm sure others will get some use out of it as well. Thanks a lot. I'll, uh, I'll look forward to speaking with you again soon. Yeah, definitely. Perfect. Okay. So thanks everybody for listening to that one. I hope it's been a useful um, episode on Pegasus Radio, obviously a bit different to some previous episodes. There will be a series coming out now, I guess almost kind of meet the boss where I'm going to be interviewing a lot of business owners. Um, within the consultancy space which you may also find interesting um but yeah watch this space for the next one have a good day everyone take care bye 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 bye